one recording now. All right. Let me turn this up real quick. Let me know if I'm breathing. Heavy breathing. That's one thing that Aaron. Yeah, that's one thing he did. He like, and it wasn't even. He'd be this far away, and he just. (laughs) It, It got to the point where I had to make him hold the mic, and couldn't use the stand. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast, episode 54. As always, I'm James. I'm Jared. And I'm back. I'm Jason Fogelsong. I was here once before. <laughs> Welcome back, Jason. Yeah, Jason, uh, we, we had you when you um, as a featured guest when you were running for uh, Emerald City Council. Uh, how'd that pan out? And I'm glad that's over. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spread any false rumors about it being a stolen election or anything. There's a lot of that going on on Facebook. I just, I got 30 percent of the vote, and I'm kind of, I'm just kind of surprised that Randall County turned out and elected a Democrat over me. But that's fine. The city made their will known, and now they can enjoy the benefits or the curse, whatever. And you know, that's uh, that's. There's a couple of things that we're gonna talk about later on in the podcast um, that relate to. Uh, the most recent election, local election, and how that turned out, and some of the things that the government is wanting to move on to. But first, we're going to talk big government because we were ranting about something, uh, and, and it sounded good. It had it had a lot to do with uh, you know disinformation uh, in national news and national politics and the stain that stupid people are leaving on America. <laughs> That's broad. That is broad. That's broad. Yeah, you you can't kill stupid. It's kind of like ideas. They're they're pretty much bulletproof. Yeah, especially to the individual. The individual steadfast in the way that they they believe, and they're not going to budge. Yeah, we're talking specifically about whatever. I mean, I don't I don't know exactly. It's just the QAnon, the QAnon, the conspiracies, and the things that people believe and. You know, before Parler was shut down, like what, AWS, the Amazon Web Services completely shut them down. They were a big location for all this QAnon conspiracy stuff. And it was, it was you know, uh, James likened it, or one of you two likened it to Alex Jones. And just the 10% is, is Jason. Yeah, it's like 10% of Alex Jones is, and it may be more than that, because he's accurate every now and then. And then the rest of it's just total bullshit. And it's just like things like, oh, there's a fly that landed on Obama's head, or oh, Hillary Clinton smells like sulfur in hell, and all that kind of stuff. It's just like really, you know. And I'll, I'll I'll say this: I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan, but she is older, and sometimes old people smell. That's true. I don't know why they do have a distinct, <laughs> yeah. But how would aroma. he know? What, how does he know what hell smells like? Has he been there? That's true. Well, isn't it? Isn't it, I'm sure it's somewhere in the know. Bible that's the, the the smell of sulfur. I'm sure Alex Jones has that Bible memory. The rate of which his brain functions is, it's just. It's magnificent. I think. See, but I think it's all a show. It's a spectacle. It's yeah, the it's yeah. the the hormones in the water that are making the frogs gay. It's it's oh, having yeah. an effect. I mean, on that him. that guy can go on for hours and hours and not stop and and connect everything. Yeah. So it's a in lot of Adderall, way. and it's but it's a. I mean, it, that character has made him because it's got to be a character. There's no way he actually believes the shit that he says. The you know chemicals being put into the system and contrails and oh, it's humid outside, so there's lots of. Planes in the sky. Inter- have you ever heard the one where he's talking about um, interdimensional beings? 
No. Oh, the oh, lizard that, people? that one's entertaining. The wizard people? No, the lizard. Oh, wait, oh no. Lizard the, li- the lizard people is David Icke. Never mind. That's somebody else. <laughs> no, but Did he's South not... Park do a parody of that? <laughs> I think so. They have the crab people. Yeah, the crab people. No, but Alex Jones did the, the lizard people, didn't he? He was talking about how he'd show like cut videos, didn't he? Oh, yeah, with like George. Uh, it was H.W. Bush where he like looked into the camera and for a split second it, it looked like a lizard eye, like one of those vertical pupils. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fake. <laughs> no, but that, the, the QAnon stuff. It's some of the most ridiculous stuff I've ever seen. And I I've I've been around for a while. I've seen, you know, the stupid shit that led to the Blair Witch Project and people saying, Oh yeah, I went up there and you know, it it's it's haunted, man, and we took our dog and our dog didn't come back until the next morning or some stupid stuff like of that. Of course. It's the thrill of passing along the story and hoping it's true. And embellishing it along the way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, if Trump magically gets reinstated in, in August, I mean, I'm here for that. I'm going to live for that shit. I hope it happens. But you know what? It, it just it, It's on Facebook. It's the same people that promote the same stuff all the time. It's probably bullshit. Yeah. Most and, likely. I mean, I don't... And all these people, they say, oh, Trump expects to be... Well, did Trump actually say that? Because I can't find a quote. No. I, I've heard it. It's reported. You know, he said it at a rally, but I've never actually, you know, seen him say it. He could have said it. Lord knows that guy says some of the dumbest stuff and says so much stuff that you can't expect him to to abide by everything he says. It's a strategy. No. Oh, yeah. His it's, mouth is moving faster than his brain is, is thinking. It's I mean, completely it's, a strategy to keep the media managed and keep the media on him. And as long as a spotlight is on him, it doesn't matter what sort of stuff he says. I, I watched, I think I, I think this is what he was doing. The more bullshit he could stir up in the news and piss everybody off, the more freedom his administration had to get their stuff done in the background because everybody was focusing on him and what he said. It's actually, I think that's pretty smart. But ultimately, it wasn't enough. No. Un- no, unconventional, to say the least. Right? Yeah, we've, we've never seen anything like well, that. Well, and his—I mean, I, that's the thing. And a lot of people, I hate the how they break it down to well, orange man bad, and that's the extent of their argument. And I hate that argument. What it should be is, who gives a shit what this moron was saying? What did he do? What were his policies? Mm-hmm. What came of that? Because until we had a global pandemic and we created this dire straits of this that we're in we created this shutdown we created this deficit these problems that we had we were doing a great job as a country and it had nothing to do with the fact that he tweeted out a bunch of stupid shit all the time and was probably a less than amoral person but who cares we hired him to do a job i mean people focused on his tweets more than they focused on the facts oh yeah and yeah whatever he did that was good a lot of times it's a double-edged sword. Everything he did that was good and positive was obscured by the negative press. Yeah. He, that did, he, he, did that more he created for, a lot of the time yeah. by, the, by the stupid shit he, that he said. He did a lot of good things. Like most presidents do, they, they have their moments where they do good things. I mean, he did a lot for HBCUs more than any other president in history. Yeah. Which a lot of people um, overlook that fact. But, you know, when you're tweeting shit at three in the morning, that's probably going to gain more attention than... Which, what you're actually doing behind the scenes. And I don't, I don't care what you say. I'll give it to him. After after Bush got out, he looked like a wreck. Mm-hmm. Eight years. Mm-hmm. After Obama got out, eight years. That man, he aged so much. And Trump, given he was only there for four, and I'm sure there's a lot of makeup, he, does, he looks great still. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of serving four years in an incredibly stressful job, we're like, you said, he's up at five o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the morning <laughs> tweeting out, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know he's taking a shit too. <laughs> Like, you know, he's just sitting there like, this is the greatest idea. I'm a great tweeter. It's the stem cells. That's what's keeping him looking <laughs> Who <good>. knows? <laughs> Who knows? 
But oh man, well, yeah. So I guess well, the, the story is that he's going to be reinstated, and I don't remember what they they say and how they plan to overcome this whole executive branch being appointed by the current sitting president and all that. I don't know how this is actually supposed to play out, but you know, according to these people that are spreading these rumors. He was in the basement of the White House with the National Guard ready to arrest Biden when the fence was going up. So, I mean, it's just... Oh, my gosh. Just really don't get your news from Facebook, people. Don't yeah. get it from CNN either. They're full of shit, too. But just I mean, read between yeah, the lines. Yeah, most media outlets are just, you know, abiding by their agenda and pushing what they want out. And well, it's hard to... How do you... So let me ask you this, guy. How do you... How do you uh, gravitate towards something that's out there in the media and actually take it for for fact i mean what what outlets do you usually go to for factual information that's actually credible you can't have one you have so, to go everywhere yeah i'll read msnbc and cnn and uh and fox news and i'll read the associated press and i'll read daily wire and i'll read some stupid shit that washington post or the young turks puts out about it and right. whatever they say that's exactly the same minus their own subjective crap i agree is, is it and that's but, what i was thinking like you've got to you've got to touch multiple sources before you can come up with a, an educated stance or create your own opinion on whatever the matter may be. You've got to be well-read in everything. I usually try to hit like the spectrum like what y'all are saying. Go to the left, go to the right, go to different sources and print media and blogs. And, and actually, a lot of times, I'll go to straight to like Congress you know, representatives and senators mm-hmm. trying to see what they've said about it. And then sometimes it's like that. Um, was it that voting or there? It's the, the For the People Act that, that the Republicans came out against and the Democrats are all for. It's like, if you read that thing, just read it for yourself and see all the bullshit that's in there that has nothing to do with anything for the people. Like, it's a lot of it's a lot of bills, though. It's not just that one. It's a lot of fluff. And that's, and that's what I just don't understand. People will listen to a person's opinion for 15 to 30 seconds on an item in a video clip posted on CNN about don't like this because this, and then we'll just take it as God's honest truth. They will formulate their opinion and stand by that snippet of 30 seconds of video that they just watched. We're in inception. Holy shit. This is, no, just, this everyone's is, this just is a simulation, inception. bro. All, oh, it's yeah, idiocracy. Don't get, me, don't get me on. Idiocracy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it is. It really is. We All we are short of idiocracy is the Gatorade. <laughs> it's the Gatorade on the crops. Well, I mean, yeah. that's it. I love that movie. Completely destroying our food system is the only thing that is that has kept us separate because we're electing idiots. Give them time. <laughs> Non-GMOs. Uh, we got plant-based meat in the ground beef section. Speaking that, of idiocracy, that's kind of cool though. What are your thoughts on the Mayweather and Logan Paul fight? Because in a, in a sense, it was a bit idiocracy. <laughs> um, I actually I watched that the other day. I, uh, I was glad I did. I really expected Mayweather to just mop the floor with him, and I think he was playing with him for the whole time. I think so, too. And Mayweather, I've heard a lot of negative stuff about his attitude and sportsmanship and stuff, but I've never seen it with my own eyes, so I don't know. I'm not a huge boxing fan. But it looked like the the, with the weight classes, the size difference, it wasn't a fair fight, and even age experience, all these factors, there there was no way that that was actually going to be a ever no. ever actual fair fight that anybody was satisfied with. But they're they're brilliant in the way that they marketed it as to be a competitive fight, and they they seem seem genuinely, you know, against one another like a normal fight would be. But we all know knew that this was not going to be competitive one bit. 
I I I believed some of the hype. I mean, the whole time going in, you know, they had to meet before and go, "Hey, man, let's we'll just break out the deals, but we're gonna make so much money. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we give it a show." There had to be an underlying there. I'm sure you know they're both really good actors and all. Uh, you know, but I mean, they both made upwards of like fifty million each or something like that, right? I think it was more for Mayweather, and I think I think right. something said like Paul walked away with like sixteen million. But I mean. I, that's a you know shit what? ton of money. Mayweather I would let Mayweather the... beat my ass for eight rounds, too, <laughs> exactly. if I could get $16 million. Did you hear the comment he made? I'm the best at legalized bank robbery. Yes. <laughs> and got, and you got to yeah. give it to him. He's a genius. Yeah. I mean, he's a businessman. He's yeah. called himself that before. And when you're what? He's in his 40s? He's in his 40s. And, and Logan Paul, was he's like 26 or 27. So he's young, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I did see, and it's disappeared. It was really big the night after the fight, or the day after the fight and the night of the fight. When it looked like Mayweather had knocked him out and mm-hmm. caught him, he caught him. Yeah, I, so I didn't I, see I, that I until later. It, yeah. I hadn't seen anything else about it. So you, you saw it. I mean, I, what do it you looked to me like, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not a huge knowledgeable person about boxing, honestly. Pull that video up. But it seemed to me that by the second round, Logan Paul had no power behind his punches. He was sluggish. He was he was gassed out. He was done. And Mayweather was just playing with his food the whole time, like the, the oh, announcers yeah. was saying. And then when Mayweather did connect, I could hear the slap of that glove against Paul's face. Right. But when Paul connected, I didn't hear anything. I don't think there was any power in those punches. No. and I mean, he's a big guy. And Mayweather he's... is a Hall of Fame boxer. He's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. He knew going into that fight, he's not going to get touched. He, he's, very, he's a very good defensive boxer. He dodges almost every punch he's it's hard to get a clean a fight, right clean hit on him no, he's clean undefeated punch. yeah he's, he's, he's never lost a fight he's technically is, what 52 and 0 yeah because he, 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 he beat the big show with a chair <laughs> and, then he, and then he beat this other guy in japan like some kickboxer he beat his ass too oh did he really and made the guy cry like a reverse it man yeah, yeah 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 he beat conor mcgregor yeah. okay in that exhibition and then logan paul so that's two fights on top of the 50 and then wow. these other silly ones i mean the guy's just raking in the cash. Yeah. And w- one thing you can't dispute is, as Americans, we love a circus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great and We statement. love it. We love in a train wreck. And that's what it was. It was just pure entertainment in the form of a, a huge three-ring circus. That's I, why it got the views. I don't understand the obsession that the internet has with the fact that homeboy uh, Jake Paul when he wore the Charizard thing around his neck as opposed to a bling, like I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. were people that lost their lover loving minds. Like the same people that got really upset at K pop and like NSYNC, the people that had way too much of opinion on like 15 year old girl music, they got really upset about that. And I just don't, I, I just don't get it. it. All I right, so here's, here it is. So we're watching a, a full clip of the fight. Was it in the second round that he did it with? Surely he didn't knock him out in the second round, and he kept going for an additional no. four rounds. It's a little rounds. bit further in the fight. I didn't watch this. I mean, this is terrible. His arms are down the whole time. I'm not much of a boxer or a boxing person at all either. Well, But I know you keep your hands up. Like I en- I'll enjoy watching it, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan or a connoisseur of it or anything like that. Yeah, I mean... It- it's a dying sport, really, but it's kind of it's kind of gained some traction recently with these three ring circuses. You know, with the Triller fight promotions they've been putting on. You know, with Mike Tyson and oh, Roy yeah, Jones, bringing Holyfield back too. Right, they're going to do like okay, a legend like league. Sixty, I'd still watch it. Yeah, but that I can't mean, be boxing. Good for him. Still brings in the money though. I mean, 
mean, Mike Tyson versus was the best MMA? part of Hangover movie, whichever one he was in. That was the only part that <laughs> yeah, was the good first was one. Mike Tyson and the Tiger. Mm-hmm. See, he looked like he got rocked there a little bit anyway. Anyway, we're not going to sit here and watch this whole thing because it's just the highlights. And He doesn't even look tired there. Mayweather doesn't but even But one thing tired. we can agree on is Logan Paul is a complete douche. Oh, yeah. But he's a genius at the same time because I think it's all just a character, all an act. To gain the popularity, to gain the views, to gain the eyeballs. And he's just robbing he's robbing people just like Mayweather is. Yeah, but I think there's a lot I think I think he's got a lot more fucked up than Mayweather does. I think Mayweather's a good businessman. I think him and his brother, I think that that type of people uh-huh. that 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 lifestyle, I just don't get it. That's I, just I don't that's get the, the I don't get culture the we live in now. I the don't li- get that the lifestyle that we live in now. I it's all about that. it's all about getting views, it's all about getting likes. Which is why and we if have you want to make news. money, you've got to do stupid shit, and you've got to say, "Hey, look at me, look over here." I guess yeah. I need to that's, start doing that. That's what happens. Think about it. Okay, think hey, about it. If Jackass, look at me. If Jackass started instead of you know the late '90s, early 2000s, what if Jackass started now? The entire Jackass series. Do you think those guys would be instant millionaires? No, because everyone already does it. it. Yeah, they'd yeah. get beaten to it. The reason that they were so famous when they started was because there was no, there wasn't, I mean, there was social media, but it wasn't as widespread as it is now. It wasn't as, as ingrained into your lives. Like, I don't think. I feel like it would have spread faster if it would have started now because of social media and, and the maybe the avenue that, that that travels so quickly. And I remember when I saw this, I watched the whole thing with some friends and, um, I wanted to slap the announcers for the first few minutes of it because they were, they were pretty obnoxious. Yeah. But then I saw Logan Paul's brother. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, this is completely justified. That guy's a douche wagon. Oh, his brother's the worst. And I wanted to see him get his ass beat by Floyd Mayweather. And he's fighting Tyrone Woodley later in the year. I, I do not like the Jake Paul guy. Logan Paul, after the fight, he surprised me. He was humble. He gave Mayweather his props. He wasn't an arrogant asshole, and they both had respect for one another. So his little speech right, um, right at the right before or right after their their head to head photo op, when he's talking about uh, he's going to break the simulation, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's going to show that everything's a fraud. Like he was just talking trash, and that was some of the worst trash talk. It was. I think I've ever seen. I don't know. You go, you go back in the 80s and watch some of those old boxing promos. I bet it's pretty bad. There's some bad ones. There's a guy that was fighting Tyson. I'll have to look it up, man. It was it was terrible. He just... It's just embarrassing. It was embarrassing. He embarrassed himself trying to talk trash. I mean, bad. I don't know. Trash talking has got to be a hard thing to do. Like, just on the spot in front, it of, is, but in front, of, in front of 300 people. This or day and age, people. you just have to say some dumb shit, and it instantly goes viral. Or you have to do some dumb shit. And that's him in a nutshell. And that's why he's getting well, so much attention. It's, it's stupid, but that's the reality of our stupid social media lives these days. We have to have our bread and circus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? All right. A seat to fly with Jeff Bezos is to space sales at auction for $28 million. Oh, wow. Did you guys see this in the news? So uh, he's, he's, he's leaving his job as, an, as the Amazon CEO. And he's going to go to space. He is. I'm I'm curious to see like is he is he just gonna strap himself to the rocket and be and it's really shitty and he's not really going to space he's just gonna go like eighty miles. Well, there's up a new space company or... called Blue Origin and that's who he's. That sounds like a porn distribution company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does. does. 
He's gonna go we to specialize in pools. He's gonna start his Martian porn empire. <laughs> oh, that'd be genius. Him and yeah, him and Elon. But the flight is scheduled for July twentieth, the anniversary of the Apollo eleven moon landing, and it's gonna be from the company's launch site in West Texas. He's not even going to the moon. He's well, not. Don't, don't try to. He's don't just going to, into space. Don't try to stand on the shoulders of giants and call yourself tall, Jeff right. Bezos. Well, I mean, he's rich. Yeah. I don't mean I don't I don't know if the, the, the whole thing the keyword here is to fly with him. Like, oh, would you really want to be his? Like, you have to share a like a row with him. It's just like going into space is like a major thing, even for I mean, even any average person's not even an astronaut. Would you really want to spend that special moment in your life that could be your last with Jeff Bezos? Unless you're getting a bunch of money from him or something, there's got to be some some money somewhere along the lines. When I don't they know, return. man. I don't know, man. Don't know. No, they're already paying twenty eight million dollars to go up and sit there and have a fucking panic attack. You're I like, mean, whoever oh God, whoever this guy is that's going with him, his name's going to be forever known. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Is he is he is he local? Because <laughs> I can see him being somebody. I can, I can, yeah, I can see it being some kind of international billionaire not an american i can't see an american paying that yeah. much money there were 76 Lance Bass tried to remember that shit <laughs> yeah. when he wanted to go to space he's like i'm going to space no you're not no you're not there not were, for another 30 years i don't know who would have i mean i know there's a lot of millionaires and billionaires that we don't even know their names but who would blow 28 million tom cruise someone that has it that just yeah it's true tom cruise, tom cruise went to space expo- then he's already one up Jeff Bezos. That's I mean, true. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't look that up. I think Tom Cruise went to space for the latest Mission Impossible movie, or he's filming a new movie in space. In space, where he's done stunts and shit. And maybe Vin Diesel should do it so that he could try to one up Dwayne Johnson, because he. I mean, he, he doesn't have any other way to one him up. One up him. Well, I don't know if they're still feuding or not, but I hope they are. Were they, was that really a feud? I think so. Oh, man. I don't really care. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going with The Rock on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, nothing against Vin Diesel. You know, you're a great actor and all. And, you you know, back in the day, you you might have been a little intimidating. But he's the Dwayne Johnson's a beast. He is. Oh, yeah. Well, Tom Cruise and Elon Musk's SpaceX are working on a project with NASA that would be the first narrative feature film. Oh, okay. So he's not even gone up there yet. That's cool, though. Yeah. An action-adventure movie to be shot in outer space. If I had to choose someone to do that, it would be Elon Musk. Yeah, and Tom If I Cruise. had to trust someone to get it right, it would be him. Before Blue Origin, right? Who we've never heard of before. <laughs> so Jeff- Or NASA, because, you yeah. know, Obama and... I don't know if Trump did anything with it or not, but Obama kind of defunded NASA, and I don't think Biden's given him any money either, so who knows what's going on there. That's, there's probably a reason that the U.S. government is working with SpaceX right now. Why? Probably because they, <laughs> they took all their money to use it for other shit. Yeah. Our, our, the, the amount of money that we give to NASA, which should be one of the most well-funded programs, because it's not even a government program, it's a civilian program, but it should be one of the most well-funded things and entities in the, in the nation, and for some reason it's just not. Should be. We, we have a lot of... God, we have so much waste. I mean, think spending. about it. How could we unite the people of Earth? If you bring aliens, Star Trek proves it. Like what happens, like in Star Trek, <laughs> you like the aliens come, the Borg come, and just yeah. like ruin everything, and then suddenly everyone's united. There we go. Yeah. Aliens are the key I, to everything. I honestly, it would work. I no, I don't <laughs> think. I think if aliens came, Trump would say, "Those are my friends. We like them. 
And Biden would say, no, they're my friends. And then it would be a fight. And we would still... America would ruin aliens for the world. How do you think about it, though? American I mean, politics. Let me rephrase. We've got like all these UFO reports and stuff that are going to get declassified soon, or they're supposed to have been like before, but they haven't been yet. And if you think about it, if, if there is some alien race out there that has the means to come here, they have the means to come here without us knowing about it. Yeah. They probably see how we act on our own planet, and they're like, nah, fuck that, and they flew back home. If they're, if they're able to escape the vacuum of space, then they're able to, to be amongst us without us knowing. Maybe that's unless where the lizard they not, people come Unless from. they watch nothing but CNN. Lizard people. It's the aliens. It's well, true. It's all true. I'm anxious to, to read the uh, unclassified documents that they're going to release, which we all know what they're going to say. Oh, they're yeah. just going to say, yes, unidentified flying objects are legitimate. However, we do not know if they are extraterrestrial or a threat from another country. It's the Russians. We just don't know yet. That's exactly what you're right. They're going to say, say it could be. It's could it, maybe it is, maybe it's not. We really don't know. All those fossils in Congress think that the Russians are still the boogeyman. It's going to be blamed on them. Oh man. Really I I the idea that the Russians are still the boogeyman to me is funny cuz I can just see I can see Vladimir Putin not giving a fuck about America cuz he's doing whatever the fuck he wants to do anyway. Huh? Like, like that's it. Like that's it. Yeah. Like he literally is as 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 cyber mafia gangs that hack into our our elections, our, our elections. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. The hack pipeline, elections, the pipeline. They hack into our meat packing plants. Don't touch our meat. You know. Don't mess with my hamburgers. Yeah. They just love to fuck with us. Yeah, and it's and it's can't blame and, them. No, right? and they a, do. It's a real live reality show. Did y'all see that? Uh, okay, so it was the pipeline that got hacked, and they paid them off in Bitcoin. Oh, or yeah, some yeah. kind of cryptocurrency. And the feds were able to stop or retrieve some of that because they had access to the account. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> the feds had access to yeah. a international mafia cyber attack hacking group? They had access to the same fucking account? What? You give it enough time, there's no security there. Like, Bitcoin is supposed to be uh, supposed to be anonymous and separate from everything, but it, it, it all depends, and I'm not even... I'm not that tech savvy that I can explain this real well, but all those like like you think like the Tor browser and the Onion links. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're interested in that, don't look too far down the rabbit hole because there's some bad shit yeah. on that part of the internet. You don't yeah. want none of it. But people thought Wayfair was bad last summer. Yeah, there's a oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of bad shit. Yeah, but if you, it all depends on how you access it and how how your secure personal security goes. And it doesn't matter if you're using Bitcoin or whatever. If you access something that's public that the feds have access to, then they've got you, and it doesn't really matter. Like there's no security unless you go to these great lengths. And even then, it's like, what are you hiding? Yeah, you're gonna get figured out sooner or later. And I, do y'all use uh, Coinbase the app? For cryptocurrency, I, I got into it a little bit, but I haven't used it to. I was really going to just take the five bucks they gave me and buy some Dogecoin just for the hell of it, but yeah. I, I haven't really gotten huge into it. I've used it a little bit. I used, just dabbled in it, I but I use that in Robinhood a lot. I haven't uh, invested a, a huge sum of money into it yet, but I, we know someone that has, and he swears that he's going to make bank on it. He swears he's going. He's a holder. You know, mm-hmm. that guy, he will hold until the end of the year. He'll hold and he'll lose thousands I did, of dollars. Yeah, I didn't hold. He's got them diamond hands. Is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. I can't, yeah. I can't hold. Yeah. He, he's, but he's, he does his best. I know somebody locally that says he made a lot of money off of Dogecoin when it, because it jumped real quick and then it dropped again. Yeah. And the Saturday Night Live thing with Elon Musk. It was yeah. supposed to jump. And then it dropped. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I worry about people that say, oh, yeah, I, I, I got this and this much. I'm like, okay, well, 
You're saying that now, which tells me that you know nothing about how taxes work. Mm-hmm. Because I would not be going around telling people, because I know a guy, he was like, yeah, I'll go, I, I got $50,000. I'm going to do this and this and this. I'm like, I'm just, all right, man. You do you. What if you hold for so long and you drop so low that you don't recover? Then you're out, you know, your livelihood. What do you do then? Or what well, happens if, if you, you lose put your, your livelihood into there? You're a fucking moron. And people do that. Or you lose <laughs> your, your fucking uh, morons. What's the, what do they call it? Your key, that, that unique password that you have for your Bitcoin yeah, wallet. Yeah. What if you lose that? Yeah. I mean, I know you can, you're supposed to write it down somewhere, which you had no write passwords down, but you write this down. Well, I've there's heard, a, I heard of people trying to take out their retirements to put into it. Well, they did that with GameStop too. There was yeah. people that yoloed their entire life savings into GameStop, and and they right. made some of them did well, and some of them were too late, and they lost. That's the problem is that if you're if you're basing those decisions on hearing it on the nightly news, you've missed your opportunity. Yeah, it's already out there because it's too the, late because the most of the time you, those things blow up without anyone knowing. By the time I heard about it, GameStop was already like four hundred and some dollars a share, and there was yeah. no way, no yeah. way. Even if even if I would have gotten paid and had a little extra money when it was cheap, there was no way that I could have completed the transaction in time to to ride that at all. And unless you're on one of those subreddits that very few people are actually on in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of three hundred eighty million people, you you miss those opportunities. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's 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 the same as when you have a hedge fund that that short sells a stock, which that's another thing we should talk about is fucking inflation. Um, but yeah, if you're not if you're not on the ground with it, you miss out every single time. Yeah, you've got to be in tune like all the time to really reap the benefits. It can't be a side hustle to yeah. No, but okay. So the reason I said inflation um, four weeks ago, we had our third kid. <clears throat> Great. She's healthy. She's a sweet baby. All Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, congrats, brother. Both our vehicles could barely fit three car seats and store other shit. Like we couldn't like in our in our vehicle that had the most space, it was a it was a Kia Sorento. We could not fit the three car seats and a fucking double stroller. So What good is that? Yeah, not. So we had to we were having to get new vehicles. You need like a suburban or something. We oh we got yeah. we got my wife a suburban, it's what's out there. Uh we got my wife a suburban. And we're looking for me a vehicle, so we're down to one vehicle right now. And the market for vehicles are crazy. So I knew that there was a chip shortage. I had no idea that it was a chip shortage to the fact of at this time last year and every other year, car lots, car dealerships were getting like 20 to 60 cars sometimes a week in to sell. And now they're getting two a month yep. at some point. It's not just graphics cards. It's all those processors. Um I think GM is the least affected by it, from what I've read. Yeah. Ford and Toyota have tr- have Tundras and F one fifties just sitting in warehouses waiting for that one part. And I think Kia, Kia and Hyundai are starting to be hit by it because they had a stockpile. GMC has that cylinder deactivation technology in their V eights, and they are able to sell their trucks without the chip. And then you have to go back and get the chip, and you just don't get that feature until you get the microchip. So if you're with your GM products, you're probably fine, but like it's it's. So this is all a, a trickle down effect of COVID, probably. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's also a trickle down effect, and the, the thing that's stalling it is it wouldn't be as much of an issue, but since we have injected hundreds of thou- millions of dollars into the economy, and we have propped people up with a ton of free, and I'm going to call it free money because it's free money that didn't do any work to gain that capital. It's a tax payment from ta- Anyway, I'm going to fucking call it that. Um, but the one we're getting next is well, basically just 
an early child tax credit yeah. that we were going to get anyway. Yeah, but people have this money, and so they're buying all these vehicles. Like, vehicles are hard as shit to find. Mm-hmm. Houses, so, too. Do what? The housing market's like that, Oh, too. housing market's, too. It's, it's two really big bubbles that are going to burst in probably the next two or three years. But, so, they have uh, a local dealership has a 2011... 122,000 mile Chevy Tahoe for $42,000. This time last year, you could get a 2018 with 65,000 miles for that. That's way too high. Unless you're two years old. Yeah, that's um, for 10 years old. It's fucking highway robbery. And that's by the book. Whoever it is that's behind, whoever it is that's pricing that vehicle, they really ought to be ashamed of themselves. I I mean, I know it's market forces, but. I'm kind of, and I can't buy computer parts for that same reason that this exactly. shit is just priced out out into the stratosphere. But people who do that kind of stuff are assholes. Yeah. How long do you guys think uh, or anticipate the prices go down? Then inflation decreases. I give it at least two years. Two years. Because, like you said, we have the big child uh, earned income child t- or child tax credit that's coming. Uh, that they're fixing to start sending out those monthly payments. Yep. There's in also July. another stimulus coming if you had. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get this one. I won't personally, but my wife might. If you'd had um, unemployment during COVID and you were overtaxed on it or you didn't file right, they're sending an additional refund slash stimulus payment. So there's more money flowing out of the treasury to the people. Or but, if you paid any taxes on that unemployment. Yeah, like you, if so there was stuff that was wrong. And I, I guess it's because the tax code changed when the, with within so many days of the election happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how that worked. It's, it was the, an executive order. The rules changed due to the change in power structure, and you're going to end up getting a refund. Or you may. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the best coverage I've seen from that has been from like CBS or CNBC. Yeah. They've always had good articles explaining it. But I don't know. It's like there's that. There's the tax, the child tax credit you're talking about. There's there's multiple people in the, in the House and the Senate that are pushing for recurring stimulus checks or at yeah. least a third or, or a fourth or a fifth one or whatever it is. However, however number we're up to now, we're on two or three. We've oh. had three. Three. Yeah, they're We've pushing three for rounds. more. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they're – I mean, I know, I know why they're doing it, but I don't know how they think we're going to pay for this shit. Well, they, they think that we're going to pay for it because we're going to increase taxes – Biden's going out and he's wanting, he's talking to all, he's at the G7 summit now and he's talking to all these world leaders and country leaders, you know, wanting them to raise their corporate tax rate. So that way when we raise ours, they, the corporations don't leave, but hmm. they're going to leave because they're, because there's going to be somebody that goes, eh, I agreed to 20%, but I'm going to give you 12%. And America's sitting here with, all right, 32 and the corporations are going to go, fuck you. And they're going to take their, yeah, who wouldn't do that? And the idea that we don't tax corporations we don't tax cor- tax corporations as entities with like a like like an income tax or like an income tax at the end of the year, but they pay taxes. They pay fucking salaries. Oh yeah, like this is not a new thing. And there's going to be more problems too. So I was watching, um, I think it was Hulu because that's the only place that we have in my house where we have commercials anymore. And Domino's, <laughs> and I mean we know McDonald's has got their little kiosks, and everybody's yeah. doing like the app ordering and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Domino's now has some AI-powered automatic delivery vehicle that they're piloting. Uh, so yes. all these people. I saw that. We want to talk about living wages, and I get it. Seven twenty-five an hour is not a fucking living wage. No, it's not. I get it. That's that's garbage. You can't live on that shit. But demanding fifteen dollars an hour is pushing this automation. So it's kind of one of those. It's 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 a shit sandwich for those those low income workers because they're basically they're by fighting for a better life for themselves, they're pushing themselves out of a job. 
Yeah. Because we're going to see more and more of this automation and all this stuff that's just, yeah, you might get 15 bucks an hour, but you're going to employ 20% of the people that you originally did. And you're going to have all these people that are fucked over and out of work with no skills, no right. marketable abilities. I don't know how we're going to solve that, but we're going to create a huge underclass and just, just desperate poverty. And I think that's not that I'm going to throw socialism out there, but that kind of happens in a lot of those countries. Well, yeah. I've noticed, you know, we were in Oklahoma City. Uh, a month ago and, and we just we went to a Walmart there and and I had heard of this you know possibly happening in Amarillo but all of the cash registers just becoming self-checkouts and in that Walmart they were all self-checkouts there I, were there were no cashiers I think that one on Gem Lake or the Boulevard or whatever is almost there like if oh, you look wow. they've got like this bullpen or whatever and there's like that one way, or two right? yeah. attendants and it's all self-checks and there's like one or two that you can go to or something I'll have to look next time when I, when I leave here I'm gonna go by there and look you know, and that and that's crazy. I don't I don't understand that that push for convenience. Convenience. No, no, no. no. I I understand that push. I don't understand. And this just, just goes back to this. Just goes convenience back to the over wanting, reality and people. Well, it's I the just people that, that go back to wanting the fifteen dollars an hour. We have jobs that pay significantly more than fifteen dollars an hour, and all you have to do is you have to work to learn that skill to do that job. You, you need I a little bit that. of higher education. A little and that's bit. that's the problem. I think college is the big problem. Oh, the price of college. Mm-hmm. The absolutely. price of college is the big problem because a lot of low-income people cannot even even through Pell grants, even through financial aid, which is a giant fucking trap mm-hmm. of debt mm-hmm. given by the fucking federal government. But yeah, going to college, it's 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 damn near impossible to afford. And even if you do afford it, even if you can't afford it, you're in debt for the longest time. I don't understand why we can't just Oh yeah. Like as a district, why can't we just say, "Hey, you know what? You want to be a teacher? Great. You're 18 years old. Great. You're going to give us $20,000 for your first year, then 10,000, and then 20,000 again, $50,000 over 3 years, and when you get done after that 3 years and we've trained you, you can be a teacher making $50,000 like a year." Our school district used to, you know, have the ACE program and now it's called something else. Thrive. thrive. It's Thrive. It's the same it's a similar concept and I've heard from I've heard some students say they don't actually get the money, but I wonder if they're not doing their paperwork or something mm. like that. We're not holding up their end of the bargain. It's a great deal. There has to be there has to be something there. There's another thing I've seen. I don't know if it's just the campus I teach at or if it's the others too, but Texas Tech has something where they have like seniors that go into the or I think maybe juniors, but students that are in high school go through this program and they work and they end up they end up like halfway there by the time they graduate or something. I'll have to look that up and find out. I've heard of tech doing like a three it's a three, three and two one, one, three two one, or yeah, something. Yeah, like one, one two three. You get, you get to the end of end of the journey, you know, a lot quicker. But yeah. I don't know what you have to sacrifice to do that. I will I'm, say, I know who to ask to find out. I'll try to come back with that if I remember. <laughs> I, I will say, having gone through an education degree at WT and an education degree at Texas Tech, WTs, and I, and I know I'm going to make a lot of people upset with this. WT did not prepare me to teach. Luckily. I had worked for years in, in, in education and I had built lesson plans and I knew what went into everything and I knew about the culture of school. WT did nothing. Whereas my master's degree at tech did a much better job of preparing me, of giving me real world things. WT just wasted my time with a lot of classes and like a lot of kids that I graduated with and people with now that graduate, Google is what allowed them to pass. That's just a shame. Yeah, I, I went through an alternative program because I have a political science degree. And speaking of student debt, I graduated <laughs> from because I'm I'm a Yankee transplant. I've been here since 2009. I graduated from the State University of New York in 2007 with a bachelor's in political science, and I had about I want to say I had about fifty thousand dollars in student or sixty thousand dollars in Jesus. student loans. 
I haven't been paying them because the government stopped my payments because of COVID and all that, but mm-hmm. I had been regularly paying it. I still owe those fuckers like thirty some thousand dollars. Are you on a, a, a income based income driven repayment yeah. plan? That that's what I'm on as well. And we're we're public servants, so you can get on the public service yep. loan forgiveness. At and the end of this year I'm gonna get five thousand taken off because I am not SPED or ESL or STEM. If I would have taken one of those three things, I could get ten thousand dollars knocked off my balance. See, and I got out and into administration before I hit the number. And so and you also have to do it at a Title One school. Yeah. So I don't know if that applies for y'all. Well, I was they I was get, at a Title up, One, but they I give wasn't up anymore. to like seventeen thousand for forgiveness. For you, but if you get on the public service loan forgiveness, they'll forgive it all. Nice. But then it's one hundred and twenty qualifying payments if you're on the income driven repayment plan. So I'll that's roughly that about ten years. Yeah, I'll make that eventually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to make it eventually, and shit, it's going to pay off. I mean, I mean that's one reason I decided to go to grad school. Assuming they don't just blow all of us with more inflation and well, forgive oh, up to God, I'll be I'll be dead one of these days anyway. <laughs> the inflation's not go. There's no way it goes anywhere. There's no way it goes anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. Like I'm 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 prepping for the next four years of high inflation. I'm just so going like, to fake my own death and be done with the debt altogether. I'm, I mean, just follow. Ban- that's what's going to happen is we're going to have a shit ton of people file bankruptcy, and there's going to be a lot of unearned, un- unowned debt that's going to get bought up by corporations, and a lot of that debt's going to be fucking real estate, which is what's pissing people off now because there's a lot of money out there, and so a lot of people are buying houses, which is raising the prices, which means most people can actually buy the house, and it's corporations that are buying the house, and they're mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. I was looking for one. And I got approved. I don't remember what I got approved for because the lady didn't give me a straight answer. She she set my my mortgage at what I wanted and she said I could had I had plenty of wiggle room. So I was looking that to get a house that I actually like around here is gonna be like one hundred and sixty thousand minimum, and it's mm-hmm. way more than I wanted to pay. Yeah. And the biggest thing when people think, oh, you must want some luxurious, nice house. Like, no, really, I just want a big ass kitchen because I love to cook, and you know, like a yard with a fence so I can let my dog out without having to watch her all the time. Yeah. That's really all I need. I don't need anything right. fancy. And all the houses that are within my within my means to get, it's like they're just they're old, they're shitty, there's something wrong with them. And then if I do find one that's great, like I'll send my wife a link and she'll be at work. She'll look at it and send back, okay, let's see if we can get this one. Within a few hours, it's gone. Yeah. They're pending. Yeah, pending, it's like, what the yeah, f- yeah, And they, some of them are on the, on the market for less than eight hours, and they're pending. Oh, yeah. So I was yeah. just like, yeah, fuck that. We we thought about trying to put our house on the market just to try. Because where, where we live now is not where we want to end up living. And since we've had another kid, we definitely like, okay, we have to buy a bigger house, even though we didn't want to. Um, but the area we wanted to move into, Belmar, every single time a house opened up, it, it sold. Mm-hmm. Like... It's, it's the same deal. It's insane. And People are buying them left and right. All the so many realtors now here, man. It's everybody, ridiculous. everybody, and their friend or their cousin. They're getting their, their real wife. estate license. Oh, I'm gonna get my real estate license. It's. Yeah. I'm gonna do it too, just for the hell of it. Do Why it. Just, just. What is the process to get it? You, you guys take, know. You take a class. I think you have to take a class and you have to pass a test. Yeah, okay. it's pretty easy. It's a certification. I think it's significantly. That's it? I think it's significantly easier than like cosmetology. Because cosmetology is like a rough deal to get. Like you have to take in like a, thousands of hours and shit like that. But I think for real Speaking estate, Speaking of it's like just... changing and drifting into another sub career or other career, have you ever thought about um, teaching at the university level? Like teaching undergrad? Absolutely not. No? No. As a side Fuck. thing? Um, No. Fuck no. Okay. No. Because I, I, I put enough work in with, with my actual career that if I did anything else, it'd just take away from family time. And I, no, 
I don't think the it'd money, be that hard now that we know worth. how to do Canvas. Oh, yeah. But the money's not worth it for me. That's not near enough money. Because as an adjunct professor from a small area around here, you might get what? Six grand a year? Your money would be better spent running for like the state house or something. Yeah. Because yeah. that's about what they they get like seven something yeah. a year. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't do it. You? Is, no, what you're kind of thinking about? I've heard it as a possibility, and I've just entertained the idea. But no, it's not something that I'm seriously thinking about. I don't want to grade papers anymore. I hate. I don't think it would be that bad again. now that we have such a good background in in these uh, online and virtual programs. Because most of the classes these days are just online and virtual. That's the only way I would do it if I could teach an online, all online. I don't know what I'd want to teach that. to a bunch of to. I don't know what. See, here's the thing: if I wanted to teach, what I would want to teach, like. Um, like a methods type class or something, I would need a lot more schooling for. Like I'd need an EDD or a doctor. I'd need a doctor or something like that to really teach something that I would want to be effective as opposed to... I would teach something easy. Like math basics. Don't get me wrong. I would I would <laughs> yeah. teach something super fucking easy, like some leadership class or, you know... See, that would be fun. Something like that. But you'd have to have a doctorate. And I'm not going to go through that process. I don't. Although I do want to be called a doctor, I mean, that's just a, that's just a big self-indulgence kind of narcissistic thing that you know like fuck you call me doctor um but i don't know if i can I mean do that i yeah. kind of want to start a fake company so i can just say i'm a ceo that would be fun oh, i man. mean if the corporation exists it doesn't <laughs> matter if it takes in any kind of money or does any actual work if it exists and i'm the ceo of it then i'm a ceo right that's yeah. what that's what we need to do we need to we need to legitimize the, bomb say locker room talk so that you can be the ceo and i can be the fuc and then or whatever it is, yeah. CFO. We need a CFO. Well, that was the FEC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need a KER. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, that's the trend in Amarillo. These people. Yeah. Oh, grab me a beer too. All right. People overnight will will pl- claim that they've started a business. Have you noticed that? I, I yeah yeah, and it's 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 not a business. It's, it's not a, a real business. It's a service. Oh yeah, that's an even better. That's a better way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's merely a a service that you've started that provides a good mm-hmm. that people may or may not want. Most of the time, they they don't want, but it's it, not a legitimate business. It's generally part of some kind of a scheme mm-hmm. or pyramid um, scheme, or, yeah, maybe. or a money making project. Which you know, I get behind. I get. I like some people that treat it as the side hustle, and you can tell they do it as a side hustle right. because they don't post about it every damn day. They don't. Like the Thrive people, the the Patches people, that you see them every morning, you see them in the afternoon, and you see them in the evening with it. Like I don't like that. That's just too much. That's that's relying too much on your on your business. And they rely on Facebook to mm, market Facebook's stream their the business. But I also know people like like uh, the Herbalife. Mm. I know some people that are really successful in Amarillo with yeah. the Herbalife. Like they got in early. And they are still riding. Well, they've stuff. done it for so long, and they they probably do it as a majority of a side thing. Oh yeah, no, it's like their main thing. I'm it's like, damn. very few, small population, right? Uh, yeah, the people that I know that do, it's like five, <laughs> five yeah. out of two hundred thousand. The Herbalife, like whether or not it's good quality, I don't know. But the stuff I've had some of the shakes because I had a coworker that used to be into that, and the stuff tastes good. Mm-hmm. So if you get a few customers just like it for whatever reason, I mean, you're always going to make sales. Yeah. Anything that you're disciplined enough to stick with, that's going to work to a certain extent. So, I mean, I've heard it does work. Sour. I've heard it is good. It is sour. But James speaking is- of the beer, I, 
dude, I've already drank one. Tell it's us, amazing. Tell us about this, Jason. Um, I found this. Actually, that's a good time to give a <laughs> shout out to my favorite pizza place in Amarillo, 575. Hmm. Had this, um, I want to say it was last year. And it's basically it's Dogfish Head Brewing Company. Oh. And it's called Sequench Ale, so it's a session sour. So basically this got recommended to me by No, I don't not sure if I remember which which server, but somebody at five seven five over there on Civic recommended it because I had this um, Sierra Nevada Otraves and this other Goze style ale, like these sour German beers that I like that are like really lime and honestly mm, sour as fuck. Mita. It's my favorite thing. And he suggested it, so I I got one and I really liked it. And then I went to the grocery store and saw that United sells it. You can get tall boys. You can get six packs. I like it, man. You're saying that sourness is like your favorite. I like, really sensation, like this. mouth sensation. In this case, like these and the Sierra Nevada one, you can't find anymore. And there was another one, I think Vaminos or something. Those like that sour, citrusy beer is something that I really like. As long as it's not an IPA, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I don't like IPAs. This I, I will say directly a sour beer. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had many. This is incredibly sour. Mm-hmm. I really is... like the, the like the lime. What's it? The Michelob Ultra Lime Cactus. As yeah. lame as it is, I'm supposed to be on a diet, so I mean it's good for you, kinda. Otherwise, I'm drinking Dos Equis mm. or Micheladas at Braceros. Micheladas. Oh yeah, is, Micheladas are good. Um, you this live is... by Braceros, don't you? That's why I'm there all the time. <laughs> Dude, they're, they're opening up a new restaurant downtown. Really? On Polk Street. Where Acapulco's used to be, that's where the new Braceros is going to be. Fantastic. We went to a Sod Poodles game the other day, and I noticed that Acapulco's was torn down and gutted and... Yeah, but now if if you looked close enough, I didn't look close enough because I was the driving. The neon has even been changed to Braceros. I did cool. not and look that close. The wraparound um, facade has been changed to Braceros. Really? I have to find yeah. out who which one because there's several of them. There's the one on Six is the mm-hmm. one I go to. But there's one on Bell. There's one on Grand now that's over by the A and B and the yes. Walmart. I've that not been really to those. Good. I've only been to the one on Six and the one on Bell. There used to be one downtown on Taylor or Tyler, right? Or is that not was that not a Braceros? That was. Uh, no, I think no, I think that's a Bracero. Bo- no, is it Bodegas? No, 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 no. no, there's a there is a. I know which one you're talking about. There's a place down there, but I don't know. It's not. It, it's Poblanos. Yeah. Poblanos. Poblanos, yeah, Poblanos. Yeah. They have good. Um, they've got good food. Uh, they're 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 a good place I like going to. But I the, still think the best Mexican food in Amarillo is Manatiel. Yeah, that. Have you been amazing. there? I've been there a couple of times, and um, the first time it was really good, but the second and the third time I wasn't I wasn't really impressed. I'm not sure what happened. Oh man. Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed. Their food, it, it's very fresh and authentic. But at Bracero's, the last time I was there, the owner actually came to our table and, and was talking to one of my buddies that that he knows, and um, he was he was talking about how the building on Polk Street, how much renovations are having to do to it because, ton. yeah, the flooring was like really jacked up. There had been a lot of flooding and down there in the basement and things like that. So I'm excited to, to have Mexican food back on Polk Street. Oh, it needs to be there because it's a good location. Mm-hmm. I also really like um, La Campana over there. I can't, I can't remember yeah, what the yeah, street yeah. that's yeah. on. It's on you like get the off I-27. Yeah, and it's there. I like that place a lot, too. Yeah, there's hidden gems all around Amarillo. Mm-hmm. You just got to know. And then yeah, there's Word of mouth. And then there's this new place that opened that I shall not name because I make fun of it all the time. They have an enchilada plate called Chica Chica Boom Boom or something like that. And I was like <laughs> looking at that and then like, I'm not going to set foot in this place. What the hell is this? I look like a moron ordering this. This is really good. I'm kind of surprised. Well, there's was, one more in there. You I was reading it, it, and it says it's blissfully brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes. I didn't know that there were black limes. Me neither. And sea salt. And it just, it's, I like it. I, I don't generally don't is, like sour things, and it's, it's, it's good. 
It's one of my favorites, and the a lot of my other ones I can't you can't get or they don't have them. It's like IPAs are everywhere. I hate, I hate IPAs, IPAs are so bitter. I can't drink them, man. They're they're too too strong and. And then the some taste. kind of some kind of d- bastard made double IPAs or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, why would you take something that's shitty and make it more yeah, shitty? I just can't tolerate it, man. It's too strong. Sometimes I just I just go buy some Keystone Light and slum it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, um, I, I I went to go pick up this vehicle in Hereford um, the other day because uh, I bought it there, and I stopped by Allsup's to get um, burritos. Have you ever had an Allsup's mm-hmm. bean burrito? Okay, so you know what we're talking about. I didn't know since you were a Yank. Like, yeah, oh, one of my first jobs here, um, if you remember the Loomis, the armored car you see around. Oh yeah. I drove the out of town route for like a long time. That was one of my first jobs here. We always stopped at Allsup's when we were out of town to get. Hell I yeah. used to get the. Green chili chimis or whatever, green chili burritos and yeah. stuff. That was my favorite. They tear oh, you up though. Yeah. They oh do. yeah, yeah. The bean burritos are the only thing that you can successfully still shit normal later. It's At least for me. If uh, I have the chimney, it just. No. I don't know if I'd call that normal, but I mean, you can still shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I there was a guy that he um <clears throat> he got like a twenty four pack or something, and it was twenty one ninety one, and I had this flashback to being fifteen and buying a fifty or thirty pack of Keystone Light, and in Texaco, New Mexico. And it was like sixteen twelve. Fifteen ninety nine. I remember it being yeah, that that, it was, that low here. It was yeah, it was it was crazy. And I just can't like that's twenty beers for six bucks more. And you know, back then, you know, you buy a thirty pack between four dudes or three dudes and that's you know, yeah, I've got more a, beer than the, you can drink when the you're fifteen. Porcelain sign on my porch, the big Budweiser yeah. one. It says Thirty packs, fifteen ninety nine. That's crazy. It wasn't that long ago either, I don't think. No. No, I I would think with what, twenty years ago? What Not when I was fifteen? Yeah. No, will, it, will it being that that cheap? Yeah, yeah. Twenty years ago, I think I remember it being that cheap when I was in college, because I when I lived in New York, I mean, yeah, the prices of a lot of things were higher, but. Like grocery prices, not so much. Like that's not that different from what I remember, but I'm sure it's different now. Like cigarettes were where they would where the and I don't know what they are here because I don't smoke, but I remember them raising a pack of Newports from like five bucks to like nine or some people shit a brick over that. Cigarettes, oh, have, yeah. cigarettes but have doubled. They've in the skyrocketed. Last, like, right we'd buy a thirty pack for like fifteen or sixteen bucks. Yeah. It was like Keystone or Coors Light mm-hmm. or Bush. Actually, my roommate in college was always Bush Light, but it wasn't that long ago. So it was two thousand seven, two thousand. That's a Midwest beer. I hear that they really love. Yeah. Bush light or beast, you know, yeah, Milwaukee's, yeah, beast. Milwaukee's best. Ugh. I love that. God, that's <laughs> such good memories, man. Such good memories. I remember, um, this is now this is before the the craft brew really took on, so this was like 2005, 2006. And I used to always buy a six pack of Killian's because mm. they were like six ninety nine, and mm. now they're like ten bucks. Killian's is good shit. Killian's Irish Red is one of the best, you know, bottled I, beers. I haven't indulged in Killian's as much as I should. It's great. I've, I've heard good things about it. It's great. I enjoy it. And I'm, I, I'm not a dark beer, and it's not dark, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's very smooth. Like it, it leaves. It's it's got a bite to it at the end of it. It's that caramel, that amber color. Caramel is it caramel? Caramel. I, I say caramel. I say caramel. If you're caramel, you're just an asshole, right? There's a, <laughs> there's a few that I used to get on the East Coast that I can't get here. Although I've heard that one will be coming. Um, Pete's Wicked Ale is a favorite of mine. I don't know if you can find it here, but my dad and I used to drink the shit out of that. And then one called Young Yingling, but it's spelled like Youngling, like it's weird, like it's yes. a weird name. That's supposedly mm-hmm. coming to Texas. And I used to, when I was in college, I used to drink that a lot. Pennsylvania, we, it was brewed in Pennsylvania, and where I went to college was Binghamton, New York. So we could go like a 40 minutes and we were in Pennsylvania. Nice. So it was kind of fun. We played paintball down there and stuff. 
You've got to join us on our next beer sampling podcast. We've done two. We need to do another one soon. And it was a lot of fun. We 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 tried twelve different ones last time. Okay. From different twelve different countries. It was great. Bring some do whiskey one too or something. Yeah. See, that's what I want to do. I want to do like a whiskey. Got some whiskey in the fridge. Like a whiskey, (laughs) like a whiskey club where it's five or six people. And you meet once a month or once every other month, and that it's like it's it's your month, and so you bring the bottle, mm-hmm. and we sit around and we drink the bottle, but it's always like a sixty dollar bottle, like some different type of bottle of booze. And we just have a couple of shots, and then we go our own merry way, you know, kind of like a secret society, but less, um, you know, penetration. Less this, society. This is our <laughs> secret society. <laughs> this really is, yeah. Us, other than our few fans. Hey, I, shout out, fans. Hey, how's Lebanon going? <laughs> you know, oh, we haven't we haven't heard much from them. Um, I did get a call from Homeland Security. <laughs> uh, they said stop sending selfies. <laughs> I said fuck you guys. I'll do what I want. Um, no, we we I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we're still really big there. Um, the the money that we sent them, we would uh, like to think we're still big. There. We, <laughs> we have no evidence to support no. whether we're still a big deal or not. We haven't gotten any more emails letting us know that. But I, you know, our content's been pretty fucking strong. So, I like us. Oh yeah, definitely, man. I can definitely sit. This is this. such a great release, anyway. Like, I just like getting to, getting to talk to you guys and hanging out. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's it, we. It's, it's really funny when James and I first um, really started getting the ball moving on this. Um, we had such high aspirations for what this could be, and we really wanted to take it. But now it's just—I mean, we still have high aspirations for what it could be. But now, yeah, it's just fun. It is like it, it's an excuse to hang out with each other once a week or once every other week, and and bullshit and catch up and oh, and and fellowship, fellowship. Oh, yes. and, and friendship and um, brotherhood. We got to talk to you, brotherhood. About, we got we to gotta talk to you about the suckiness that we know. <laughs> but. Uh, James, I know we have we have another topic to discuss that kind of fits in with every the other kind of thing that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, man. This is something that's very interesting. Uh, Defector provides evidence that the Chinese military orchestrated the creation oh. of COVID-19 and lab leak. I was talking about that the other day. I, you all didn't know me back then, but I called that shit like a year ago. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I and I don't want to I don't want to jump on that, but I found it hard to believe that there weren't more more people that were like, oh, oh, so this happened in China. Well, that could have been China. And then when you find out, oh, it happened in a lab, it happened in the city in a province where there's a lab that literally makes this shit. And there's pictures of fucking Fauci in the lab. (laughs) And Obama, too, probably. That could be fake, but still, I mean, who knows? Chinese virus. But, But there's already been proof that through government funds... That we, uh, you know, the government gave a grant to Company A, who then gave the money to the fucking labs that did gain and function research. Yeah, why like, would you a do dr- that? Because because it's America and they bought our fucking bonds, so we're gonna give them money back. It's very obvious that it was engineered. Is there any dispute amongst the three of us? No, I totally think it was. I I thought it was it was very convenient. How when the United States, as we touched on earlier, was doing so well. We were such a powerhouse at the beginning, and then all of this shit happens, and very conveniently orchestrated. It, it looked like it looked orchestrated, where the entire country just shut down at once. The messaging coming from all outlets and all angles was the unified, the same thing. And, and those of us that called bullshit on it back then were, were basically we were the bad guys. And now it's like I just want to want to point my finger at Americans. I fucking told you so. Yeah, I mean, it was hard to not think I'm living in a giant psyop. You are. Like I'm living in a giant side. Like this is this is 
you know, and obviously it's real because it's, I mean, we, we can prove that, that SARS-CoV-2 is real, but the whole thing just seemed like a giant psychological operation. But yeah, I, I, I the only reason I say I can't say it's 100% engineered is because other than the emails that I have read to Fauci that said, hey, from a scientist, someone that works in genetic sequencing, hey man, there's some, there's some components in this genetic code that we're reading that looks like it could be engineered. Other than him getting information that said that, I haven't seen anybody else that has given a good thorough analysis of the genetic sequence. And we're a year into this thing and 3 million people and China's the only one that's saying it's all good. Well, it's all lying. good. Hang on. We're going to, we're going to continue our slave labor and oh, this terrible thing that we're doing with the Uyghurs. Yeah, they're but, genocide. They, they but, wanted but to destroy our economy. I feel like they just wanted very convenient it, after the after the tariffs and the mm-hmm. trade war that was actually having some effect. And we had like Vietnam and Thailand were lined up at our door to do business with us in place. Taiwan was in a better position than it had almost ever been. Oh, yeah, this is I, I absolutely believe that this entire thing was completely deliberate. And and even if it wasn't, it was incredibly convenient and the powers that be, whoever they are, seized on it and used it. Oh yeah. To go from what we went to with like what three percent? I'm I think I'm wrong in that four percent unemployment mm-hmm. pre this, and we had historical gains throughout all intersectional groups in America. Like we were doing fucking amazing. Oh yeah, we were doing amazing, yeah. and then it just it stopped. And now instead of being able to go directly back into amazing, we're having high inflation. We're it's just it's. I don't understand the people. I get I get the people that say, you know, Trump was bad. Trump's an idiot. And I get that. But how do you not just sit back, take a look at it all and say, shit's not right? Like, how are you that into the matrix that you don't see that shit? I mean, it was obvious even during his administration that shit wasn't right. And it was things that were beyond his control. Like, so you can see like how there was this, this agenda. The Republicans had the majority in Congress, had both houses in the White House for the first two years, and yet nothing got done. And every time you turn around, you see in the news, some Republican was stabbing the president in the back. And then these government agencies are stonewalling. Everything is being stonewalled. Every, you, you would think in general... And not even just with, with like COVID, but like the election stuff and how the audits are being done and nobody's reporting on it. If you were a legitimate person, a legitimate victor, if you were an honest person, would you not want to be vindicated by letting the light of day shine on what you did? Not only that, but wouldn't you want the opportunity to tell the guy that you think is the worst president in the world, fuck you, I beat you twice, look at all this evidence? You would think. You would think. Anybody else in their right mind. Oh, yeah. And then like, he, look at the, the yeah. unified messaging about COVID and, and masks and social distancing and all the, all the things that... Whether and I'm not trying to make a, a statement on it or anything like that because it's everywhere in society and the signs are still up in a lot of places. But it was so unified; it, it was like it was coordinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's very suspicious to me that it was coordinated. And then when you look at the people who were doing the coordinating, the alleged coordinating, they all just conveniently line up on basically one side of the aisle. Yeah. Or they're a fucking rhino, which might as well be on the other side of the aisle. What I can't understand is the 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 flip-flop of, of Fauci and, and the, the way that he initially perceived we should handle this. I mean, it was constant change. It was See, constant um, just propaganda just pushed out, man. It, it was never concrete. It was never you know, backed by any evidence or anything. It was just... Part of me gives him a little bit of a break on that because initially it was you know, mass, mass, masks. 
And then it turned out, hey, the masks aren't really all that helpful, but people are going out and buying a fuck ton of masks. Now we're running out of masks for the people that would actually need masks if they have an N95 respirator and they have another one. So then he had to come back and say, okay, maybe it's not the mask. Hang on. And then it turned back into, no, no, no. We really want you to say the mask. We're going to have this because we want the mask. The masks do help a little bit. And then he had to go back. I get how he... I understand some of it's flip-flopping because I will give him some leniency of it was brand new. We didn't have all the information. Sometimes he did it to the best of his ability. But when he says shit like disagreeing with me is disagreeing with the science, go fuck yourself, Fauci. But he's an expert. He should have known from the get-go how how practically we should handle this. Well, But it didn't seem like he had any fucking clue at all. I I thought he did pretty well with the whole thing. Hey, we, we don't know if the masks work, but you should definitely wear masks, which they didn't. They didn't work the way that people thought that they worked. They helped hold back fluids that left your mouth, which could have contained large, en- large, large yeah. amounts of the virus, more enough of a viral load to actually. And I get that shit. But, but it was people- never an end all be all. No. And a lot of people thought it was. And they treated it as such in society. People treat it. They can't. People cannot go halfway with anything. Well, it's almost like a, it's like a religion. Maybe not a religion. It's like a cult almost. Like it's like a fanatical following of one person who has been proven wrong so many times. That's a religion. He he probably (laughs) did do the best he could with the data that he had, but then maybe also maybe he's an opportunist and maybe he saw the writing on the wall. That's what I think it is. And it, it was definitely used or seized on by one group to try to screw over the other group. But I mean, look at like the vaccines. Like there's so many people out there. Like I got the vaccine. Now, if you listen to some people, um, I have a microchip or, or I'm going to hell. I'm magnetic. Or, or when they, and I haven't tested that, that uh, magnet on my arm thing. I got to try that. I, I want to, hey, you got a magnet? Yeah, you got a magnet? Fuck it behind you. Yeah, let yeah, me see yeah, it. Let's yeah. try let's this. See if, let's try we're it. all vaccinated, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, let's, let's see try if it works. It. All right, on Which the one arm, did you get? Uh, Moderna. I got Johnson & Johnson. That's what I got too, as well. Oh, bullshit. Okay. I was going to say, it's, it's, that's gravity holding it up there. That's the, that's also probably too The incline of your arm. That's the incline of my arm. It's probably also too heavy. Do you have anything smaller anything that doesn't smaller? weigh a lot? Um, I did feel like it was pressing up against me. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy the begins. The conspiracy begins. So, oh, there's um, people that think that, oh, they're going to turn on the 5G and it's going to kill us all. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> no, the 5G there's, there's, has been turned no. on. I've, I've, I don't have a 5G phone, but a bunch of people do. So, let me try it. We'll see if Johnson Well, and Johnson that's the shit that I don't, I don't get. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't get the people's. It's that that type of conspiracy. No way. It's nah, just nah. it's just the most the most awkward thing in the world. But I totally understand the the vaccine. There was a lot of people that shit on the vaccine. And said how do they do this so fast? It's SARS COVID has been around for a long fucking time. This is a variant, right? Yeah, and we and we have been trying. I say we, medical professionals, pharmaceuticals, they have been trying to find a vaccine for this that works the way that it does through mRNA splicing and identification of specific spike proteins to make it work this way. It makes sense if all of a sudden they were like, hey, we're going to give you unlimited resources. Fucking find this. Yeah, if the smartest had, right. people did it. We had like three or four independent companies. The government was funding them and helping them, but they kind of just left them alone to figure it out, which is the Thank free God. market at work. And the world came to a standstill. Like They yeah. had the opportunity and the time to do this. So it's, it's like one of those, like I don't know that, and yeah, I, I get the this, this suspicion of it because it's technically, it's experimental and it may not be safe. And I'm not trying to say that it is safe right. or that it's 100%. I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. But the idea that, that they're going to put a microchip in your arm and then they're going to turn on the 5G 
and then you're going to die. I was like, really? Get the fuck out of here with that. And then when you have these these politicians, like I, Pence got the vaccine on TV. I think Trump got it, too, didn't he? No, he had the other thing because he actually caught it yeah. when the vaccine was still new. He got he one of the Allegedly. He got one of the treatments, yeah. but like, which, no, I think he got it, and then he got one of the treatments, and the, they just work like that. Yeah. But how then does, that, how does those, a president get COVID? Like, you're the most protected person... Intentionally, maybe? I don't in know, the that's world. my conspiracy maybe. theory. They tried to give it to him. I I, I agree with you. That but was all... The whole thing was... Sp- the whole time, funny. like, they're pushing warp speed. Oh, they've got the vaccines. Let's get the vaccines out. Mike Pence is taking it on TV. And, and was it Harris or Biden or one of the other ones? These freaking people are out there going, Oh, I'm not going to... I don't trust the vaccine. It's like, motherfucker, you're running for president. Don't say that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... There was a whole... If I wish we had a smarter general population... That would have seen all the stupid shit that was happening in the last year. Because I truly feel like if you have half of a brain and a true, honest-to-God, objective reality and objective lens on your entire life, you saw the bullshit and you want to know part of those two parties' bullshit. And I was wrong. I lost faith in humanity this last year. No, there's so much bullshit. And then you like you look at our local, not local elections, like state elections. Like Look at how even, like, we talk so much shit here in texas and i'm probably going to make somebody mad because i'm a yankee transplant saying this but i'm ready i'm gonna call bullshit on this this swagger and attitude that this state has we shut our shit down we destroyed how many how many texans livelihoods violated the constitutional rights of how many people to shut our fucking economy down in the name of what because we can't be adults and choose for ourselves whether to wear a mask or not a disease that has a 99 percent or to stay nine to to take precautions or not we had to shut the economy down with with I mean, there was no, I'm not a lawyer, but I, there's, there was no legal backing for any politician to have that kind of power. It's, no. it's, I would argue that it's a Fifth Amendment violation. It's, it's taking um, without due process and without just compensation because it's denying you the right to earn a living. And they're not doing what other countries in Europe did in replacing your income. I think Italy had Italy did that. They had to like pay people salaries and shit. See, in Italy, is a, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting look when we see us versus Italy. Us, when our people get older... We have an, elder, an, an, an aging population. They stay at home by themselves or they move into a home, which is why we didn't have the, the sheer numbers affected the way that Italy did, where they live at home with their families. And so mm-hmm. that's why they had a lot of the, Not to say we didn't lose a lot of people in America. We did. But we didn't lose near as many as what we were projecting because mm-hmm. I was awake in fucking March when they said 2 million people by summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 4 million people in a year. And we... It was like well, 600,000. Yeah, we like, can't, we it's still unacceptable. Yeah, 600,000. Like, no, it's not acceptable, but it's come at what point well, are we like we're not fucking gods? But it's not multi-generational. Americans generally, now there are some subsets of our culture that do, but we don't have multi-generational housing where no. we all live all live together. And also um this is just from reading on the internet, so it may not be 100% accurate, but I believe Italians and other Europeans smoke and use tobacco at a, at a far greater percentage probably, than Americans probably do. Probably drink too. Well, we all, yeah, maybe. But it, there's something about tobacco usage actually weakens you to COVID. Am I, or do I have it backwards? Do you remember? Um, I, I think that's I read true. A, I read a lot of things that said that. I know France that, smoks a lot, too. I think Italy oh, yeah. does, too. Oh, yeah. But it being an upper respiratory thing a lot as well. But I read a lot of things saying that, that and I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but that people that smoked marijuana and those people that smoked cannabis actually had a better outcome from it. Mm-hmm. Which I heard that, yeah. I mean that. Lord knows that there's going to be. I doubt there's ever going to be any data. There's any about research, that. yeah, and data to back that up. But that probably is none whatsoever. But yeah, I mean, it. I think we had as a population, we have a lot more people that fit 
the bill of if you catch this, it's going to be a really negative effect. It was like the flu for me. It wasn't a big deal. Right. I, but I was very fortunate. I mean, I was, I, I lost my sense of smell and realized what was happening, and I had I had to get what I needed, so I took my precautions, got what I needed, stayed home, and yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I mowed the lawn with a bottle of Bacardi in my hand, <laughs> and a few days later, I, I felt like I had a rubber band like constricting my chest, and a few days later, I started coughing it all up, and mm-hmm. then it's like I was symptom-free, and I was like, okay, I got to wait like 10 days or 14 right. days, or whatever the guidelines were, I looked it up, and I waited, and then I wore the mask out for a while, and then after it had been like a month, and I was completely over everything, I was like, okay, well, I'm back to normal, take this shit off till it's time to go to work. Well, that's the yeah. way it should be. You don't, you don't quarantine healthy people. And I get, I get the reaction why. If this was, you know, if this was the very first pandemic, and it really was of this generation, I, I completely understand the initial thought of keep everyone indoors and let's keep everyone safe. I get that, but let's it's not just shut bad, down. It's businesses just bad policy. Well, no. that's the thing. I understand it. Protect people's lives first, but that's all it was. We listened to Fauci, who was a public health official, who was looking at the general public health, and that's the single lens that he focused his decisions on, not what the fucking economy was going to happen, was going to do, or what people's livelihoods were because of that. You know what would have happened? Because the average, the average recovery time for COVID was twelve to fourteen days, right? For most people, right? I mean, I don't, I don't like. We had all our, our stimulus checks and stuff like that. What if? And I don't know how we would have done this as a government. It would have, it would have been an authoritarian thing, and I probably would have bucked against it just like I did everything else over the summer. But what if we shut everything down for like two weeks in the beginning when this happened, when they started talking about shutting businesses down mm-hmm. and shutting down bars and stuff? What if you had everybody go out and get their groceries for the month with government funds, if that's necessary, and then just shut everything down? Every single person except like EMS and first responders stay the fuck home. I, I don't think that would have worked. It. I think it would have taken months. Months of that. Months to get people the or, things that they need for one for three weeks. Or it would have taken months to get them to comply, because right. no, nobody. That's, the, would that's have the thing: the compliance of it all. I mean, you, you can't expect you know millions of Americans just to comply to at in, the drop of a hat. Instant authoritarian regime. I mean, it would never work here, but it could right. work in China. Well, actually, it did. They were like welding people's doors shut. That's why there's, it worked in China. There's yeah. videos of them like t- dragging in hazmat suits, like dragging people out of their cars and like kicking their ass and then you know like there was a story over the summer i want to say killing them but i don't know if that's what i saw it was on twitter so you never know but it was obviously in china and they had hazmat suits dragging some lady from her car mm-hmm. and, and taking I her away that, yeah. and i rem- they had like somehow like millions of cell phone signals like suddenly stopped in the night like no longer communicating with towers over there like like weird shit like that like you know something went down and they're not telling the world i remember november and december of 2019 and watching the news and them saying these chinese scientists are getting arrested and they're getting you know threatened with all this stuff because they're leaking information like i remember shit like that mm-hmm. and i'm, I'm saying with you i remember i remember seeing the authoritative and draconian measures to protect people mm-hmm. in china and that it's bullshit if you tell me they only lost like eighteen thousand people no, they, however they many millions. people they lost yeah. they lost goddamn right they lost millions it's fucking china oh yeah because and the it's people easier that, to kill the person and i hate to say this because i mean i would hope that china is not this way but honestly the china's with the, with not the Uyghurs, but the government they don't, they don't the government clearly yeah, their is. government doesn't give a shit the chinese people are not like rape camps for the Uyghurs and stuff i mean well, this is corrupt insane. as fuck dude but it's easier to round those people up who are sick and just get rid of them than it is yeah. to try to treat them or try to yeah. try to help them and why would they do that why would they spend money on 
I mean, they they have too many people. I mean, they'll they'll tell you that they have too many people. It's oh, really no. shitty. Did you not see that they just came out and they said that because of their elderly population and the way it's <laughs> aging, they're going to allow three children now. So let's oh, I think. Thought ab- they were still on the one child. No, they're allowing shit. they're allowing three now. Oh. I can't imagine living in a society, a country like that. I mean, it's just it's bizarre. Well, it's a good thing Very you're not a celebrity foreign. because if you said something like that, you would have to then apologize for saying something like that about the great China. John Cena. But, <clears throat> good yeah. thing I'm nobody, right? <laughs> but but that's 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 the problem, and that's the thing that I think I just don't understand is we ignore. I say we America as a general population ignores information like China has. Literal concentration camps. Mm -hmm. China has re-education camps and re-religious camps where they beat the Christian and beat the Muslim out of people. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, and rape the Muslim out of people. We support China. We have politicians that support Hamas, which is into like mercy killings and horrible beheadings beheadings and horrible treatment of women and the LGBTQ plus R population. I don't know all of them. I don't want to be disrespectful, but the, the pride population... Like we have people that support that, and yeah. and I don't, I just don't fucking understand it. They're just uninformed. Like they're not uninformed. I I call bullshit on that. There's or they're plenty they're, of too, information. they're too they're uh, too stubborn. Like Disney's Maybe. over there shooting Mulan, which I mean that was a cool a cool live action movie. I guess they're over there shooting Mulan. In the meantime, the, the Chinese are putting these people in, into concentration camps and trying to breed them out of existence and committing slow genocide side through rape. And we're sitting there going like. Hell yeah, I need my Disney movies. Mulan's <laughs> going to be PG-13. I heard she stabs a guy in the first five minutes. It's America for you. That is America for you. We will sit there and we will laugh and enjoy anything that you give us. We don't give a fuck about how it was made. If you think about it, too, um, and I, I've, I, need, I need to actually research this or bring it up another time, but think about like stabbing somebody in the first five minutes. This country <laughs> as a whole, I mean, think about it. We, have, and we just had a shooting in Austin the other day. Overnight, shooting, right? yeah, yeah. We have we have a lot of violence. This country as a whole, our culture worships violence and death. Yeah, we we ingrain that into our kids. I mean, hell yeah, I love video games. Grand Theft Auto is my favorite thing when I was a kid, and that's probably not great. But God forbid you see some boobs on TV. Like we we create we create such a taboo for like sex and the human body that that we have all these we complain about unwanted pregnancies, we fight battles about abortion and things like that, but we create such a taboo around around simple biology but yet we're feeding little johnny at age six you know, like death murder mayhem destruction and possibly rape too who knows because there's some of that shit in those movies yeah. like what where are our values at you go to canada and watch tv there's sex everywhere there's no violence but canadians are pretty happy right yeah, generally they, they seem happy seem like, much I, to seem pretty boot. joyful I, mean, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those eh? things that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Like, as much as I love violent video games and movies and shit, I mean, there's got to be an effect on people for that. We have so much violence in society happening. There's got to be a reason. Why are we, instead of banning guns, maybe sensationalize we be, of, of it on you know through it's pop culture, TV through media. Instead I mean, of banning guns, why don't we it's find out why the fuck people are killing each other? Oh, I can tell you exactly why some people kill other people. Either either incredibly mentally unstable. Due to some kind of childhood trauma, due to some kind of chemical imbalance that they were either born with or they got as a, a, a due to the amount of plastics that we have in the water because they grew up in this processed place. foods. Yeah, or <laughs> don't take um, my bacon away. Oh God, bacon is so good. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember where I was going with all that. Now that you said bacon, it the made, uh, it the reason hungry. the reasons that people are killing each other. Yeah, or. Yeah. 
they I mean you work in a middle school you work at a high school I work mm-hmm. in an elementary school we see those kids that the system fails and we do our damnedest to stop that from happening and we see those kids that get picked on because they're different we see those kids that do not need to sit in a school for eight hours a day to be successful in life and yet we make them and we have a system that is designed to fail now, I'm not saying the system is wrong. The system is not bad. But the way the system is designed now, it is not designed to support our students. We've taken away a lot of the hands-on learning and trade schools and but, things like that. Well, I think the that would help. in front of a screen is incredibly destructive. It is. Like that, this stuff that we've been doing, I know we had no choice, but it needs to go away. I, that, that's one thing that I'm, I'm very interested in working toward, which is the idea of, okay, we have all these Chromebooks. Great. Um we have an eight hour day. How much of that are we actually in the classroom? And if we're in the actual classroom in tier one, strong instruction for four hours, how much of that should a eight year old have time with a Chromebook four hours a day? How much of that should be screen time? 10%. I don't know. 15% for how much age group? How much? Yeah. But that's the thing. How much is too much? How much is not enough? It's just too much, too much of a stimulant in front of them. And it's too accessible. It, it, it's detrimental over over time. You have that in front of a, a child for, you know, hours on hours, and then by the time I get them, they still don't know how to ask Google for or ask. I don't mean literally ask. You know what I mean? They still don't know how to use Google to find the answer to a question. It's a distractor. But isn't that the society that we're breeding them toward? Because that's, we live in a. That's what fast, COVID. That's, that's what COVID fast. is is breeding, the entire United States. But we've been, pre- we've been preparing for a society that was meant for a screen, yeah. that I mean, was meant for some right. other kind of attachment than physical. But for now a it's long crossing time. over into education, and it's becoming um, it's the number one for form of instruction. Time. Yeah, especially I mean, I have, this past year, we have the answer to everything in our pocket. Mm-hmm. What good is knowledge, except for the sake of having it? I mean, I think it's worth it. I mean, I'm I'm not being completely serious, but like I can ans- I can answer most questions within seconds with this device that I have in my pocket. Exactly. How can I, as a teacher, expect a student to need to memorize, let's say, important dates? I mean, obviously, we have some big ones in U.S. history, but does it matter? Or what is it that we're trying to get them to do? We're trying to get them to pass a test. And and, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that, and I don't give a shit if you disagree with me on that. No, I totally agree with that. But here's why. We have to get them to pass a test because the state takes the information from that test and gives that information to the feds, who then decide where the money goes. Which is completely unconstitutional. Yeah. We have a Department of Education that gives out money, and there has to be an accountability attached for that for each state. So the state has to develop some kind of accountability. So we spend hundreds of millions of dollars that we're fixing to just send out to fucking London to handle our testing. Wasn't it Jimmy Carter (laughs) that started the Department of Education? Oh, God. Of course it's Jimmy Carter. I mean, think about it. Look at the the various... I can't think of the numbers now because I've had too many beers. But think of the, the articles in the Constitution. There's nowhere that it says anything about education. The federal government has no power or authority or jurisdiction over education. The Department of Education itself has no legal right to exist according to the Tenth Amendment. I think that it was necessary at some point. It so is not now. Because like you said, any information that we need, we can retrieve like that. But what we don't have with that test that we teach to, and I don't don't teach a star-tested subject. I mean, right now I'm, I'm in the middle of changing subjects. But anyway... 
we expect them to know these answers, but they don't know what to do with the answer. No. They don't know how to take the information in front of them and synthesize a conclusion, or come up with a conclusion. I hate the word synthesize. It sounds clinical. They, they don't know how to take what's in front of them and draw a conclusion. Correct. They don't know how to think critically or, or analyze data and figure out, okay, well, maybe this is a bad idea because these other people in history did this shit and it turned out bad, so I shouldn't do that. Because we cannot go into the character. We cannot go into the person. We cannot go into the motivations because they have to know the dates. Because that's what's getting tested. They're not getting tested on the culture. They're not getting tested on all that. They have to get tested on something that is concrete, that is finite, that is immediate. It's a memorization test. Yes. And, and that's all you, it is. Regurgitation. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, it is changing. At least at the elementary level, it is changing a little bit where the testing format is no longer just read this, answer this. There's a lot more inferencing there's a lot more delving into like author's purpose and things like that which is good and but it's it's hard it's hard when the vast majority of the kids in the state of texas are taking a test that does not suit where they come from the vast majority of the kids in, in the state of texas are hispanic mm-hmm. uh and so it's a test that is that is more difficult on them because there are, there are science questions for example because i taught fifth grade science there are science questions that we're talking about the ring of fire I don't even know what that the is. The Ring of Fire, as in like the Johnny um, Cash. No, it's <laughs> it's the it's the uh, it's it's like California and Tokyo, and it's a ring of like hotbed. Oh, okay, uh, so it's geology. Active activity. Yeah, geology question okay. and active activity, and the kids are going to see that and they're going to think Ring of Fire, and they're not going to have any. They're either going to think Johnny Cash it. or that time they ate too many ghost peppers. <laughs> yeah, it's Ring just, of Fire. That's what my it's grandma just calls straight trip into to Taco Bell. Straight into guest mode. I mean. That, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, but it's and and that's the thing. We we have, I I I hate when a lot of people say that every single American system is fine. There there's a reform in a, a reform. I sound like I'm a 1920s politician. The reform, you know, you <laughs> nah, have to. Ross re- Perot was a reform party, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have to we have to make adjustments and we have to make changes. And that's not what gets talked about because that's not what sells. Sex sells. And violence. And violence sells. Violence. Which is why that's all that we see. And stupidity. Like, it's not cool stupidity to be Stupidity is for glorified. I no, mean, it's be, not. Being uh, unintelligent is glorified. In the music, in the shows we watch, in the films we consume. I mean, that's what our kids consume on a daily basis. And You can be more successful in America being an utter idiot right. than you can being a person of average intelligence. And it's no longer cool to be above average. You know, no, I, I, I was kind of excited, you know, late late two thousands, early two thousand tens. That nerd culture was really starting to be defined. People started embracing the and Iron Man had a lot to do with it. They started embracing that and the Elon Musk and mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of people don't like him, but um, uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy and Michio Kaku and Neil deGrasse Tyson, these popular figures started showing up, and I had I had high hopes. And then came old Kim. And Kanye, oh, yeah, and LeBron, the reality, and TV. Logan and Jake Paul, and yeah. these people just TikTok. ruined and social TikTok. media. Elevated them to a stratosphere that um, is just what everyone urges to consume. That's just what young people want to see. It's addictive. Like it's 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 addictive. Yeah, social media is incredibly addictive. Like I I actually have done not any real study, but just on my phone, uh, the, you know the the note series has that like, that like swipe right menu where you can get your quick apps i took facebook off of that and buried it down in my app drawer and i check it like once or twice a day unless i'm at home because i have you know like two monitors because i'm a computer nerd 
and I found that my overall, I don't want to say mental health because that demeans other people that actually have struggles, but my overall mood during the day is better when I don't see those Facebook notifications. I don't sit there and scroll on that shit mm. constantly. And I start to realize like there's some people on Facebook that are pretty cool and I, I enjoy chatting with them. I mean, look, y'all. And then there's some dumb shit on there. Yeah. And I, I find that I scroll, it's addictive to see the dumb shit. It is. That's what people gravitate towards. That's and what they want to see. The entertainment aspect. The politics and the, the, politics, and the yeah. well, sports for some people, because I know there's a lot of that. So people like the stuff that makes you angry. Yeah. And they profit off of your anger and your discontent. People get triggered so easily when it comes to Facebook or any social media platform. Whatever they see, they automatically want to have an opinion. They have to. They feel the urge to say something, and it creates an argument that's never ending. It's a rabbit hole. There's got to be some kind of connection to the fight or flight. There's got to be some kind of, when you see that immediate dopamine or serotonin dump, that it's just, like you said, it's you're addicted to it. You just, oh, I want to see what's next. I want to see what's oh, next. Yeah. Well, what did that person say? Like, it's, it just, it keeps you focused and engaged. Like, I posted a string of rants on my Facebook the other day, just, and, and it was, some of it was, I just was trying to think through some things and sometimes putting it to paper or, or text, I mean, kind of helps me think through some of it. But some of it was just, I was really curious to see who I was going to piss off. So I went ahead and posted it, and it was full of profanity. And it had instructions at the top of every post. Hey, if profanity offends you, scroll on by. This isn't for you. You know how many people actually followed that? Like, like nobody. I have people complaining about what I put on there and didn't like what I had to say. Like, that's fine, but if you don't agree, this is my opinion. If you don't agree with it, just go away. Just don't say anything and just keep moving, right? But people feel the urge to say something, to validate they, themselves. Yeah, they want to make sure on your area where you were talking about something you were interested in to get your thoughts out that you heard them. Oh, yeah. Like I, I have friends that, that vote completely opposite from me that that's the rule of our of our relationship basically is like I'm not going to come on your wall and talk shit. Don't come on my wall and talk shit. We can talk to each other, but don't just do a drive by shit slinging yeah. and, and, and then log off for the yeah. day. That happens much too often because people want to they, they want to make the reaction. Gain a reaction. Well, it's all about owning the libs or whatever it is on their side. I don't yeah. know what they call it, but owning the libs is what the Republican writes. I don't even like to call myself Republican sometimes. I'm really more libertarian. It's like owning the other side. Like it's, it's kind of fun, but then eventually it gets old and you just, lose friends. I just want to be Ron Swanson. There's not yeah. a moderate party. I feel, I feel like the Libertarian Party gets a lot of bad publicity because it's been around. There has to be some kind of new moderate party where we can actually look at the facts and because I mean there's there's no way you can be one hundred percent Republican. No. Because if you're one hundred percent Republican, you're wrong about some stuff. There's a lot if of you're one hundred percent Democrat, you're wrong about some stuff. You've got to be able to, to swing the fence a little bit. And well see it's not even swinging the both, fence. Both it's both sides. A, yeah, yeah. It's a whole lot of you gotta be able to stop and say how much of this do I need to have an opinion on? Mm-hmm. How much of this affects my life? Yeah. In how, how much does how it much pertain of, to me and affect me directly? And yeah, how much of it is it easier to just say I'm not going to make this decision? You make that decision, well, and that's a lot it. Of it. Like there's layers. Like so, you have Republican and Democrat, right? And then you have uh, well, we don't have like the official. We have the third parties, like the Greens and Libertarians. But, like, are you are you a conservative? Are you a liberal? Are you a populist? Are you a socialist or a democratic? Yeah, socialist? Like, there's all these layers of things mm-hmm. that that you can use to identify yourself. So, like, I hate the government. No, NSA, that's not a threat. So, like, I hate the government and think well, that, know. Think that it's, a, know. <laughs> it's a case of, like, say, the elites, like, the establishment are out to screw over the little guy and the average person, so that makes me a populist. So I'm, like, a right-leaning populist because I skew conservative. But there are some things that I agree with the other side on. 
There's yeah. some things that I like to call the Republicans out on that they get pissed off at me for. But a lot of people don't even know the vocabulary to figure out where they belong on that scale. And yeah. it's not just a linear scale. It's it's a, what do you, what do you call it? The grid, spectrum. The spectrum or the quadrant or however. There's, mm. there's so many different ways to find yourself. It really would be more of like a fucking 5D, 4D kind of. Yeah. It's Because, yeah. It's and th- too maybe, much work. Maybe that's the problem. It's Maybe, too hard. Yeah, it's it's it is it is it takes it's a lot easier to just say you know what I like this guy he says some good things his videos are good uh, I, I like him let's let's pick him yeah. oh he called that person a racist I don't like what they say either yeah you must be a racist that's not how it as works. far as issues it depends on the issue for yeah. me to to decide which which you know side I'm gonna side with or which way I'm gonna lean I mean. That's how I break it down. It's there's yeah. There's never a circumstance by circumstance. It, well, and I also think it, it depends. A lot of people, I think, want to be in charge of public policy as opposed to leaving public policy to what's best for the public. A lot of people think my life is the best life. The way I do things work for me. So let's do all this my way as opposed to just leaving public policy for something that would serve the general public. Yeah, and that's left and right. I mean, let's just let's just let the people do what they want, and like I've always, I've I've said it before, like the government should run, like like the best coded app on your computer. It should run silently in the background without usurping unnecessary resources or making itself known until it's time to do its job, which in this case is to serve the taxpayers. And then when it's done doing its job, it needs to just piss right off into the background and not be seen or heard from again. We also, and I I I think we need a Congress that does not live in fucking Washington D.C. I think we need a Congress that lives in in their district, works in their <laughs> district, and reports for a week's worth of work, and then goes back to their district and has to live with those people. Mm-hmm. Live in the communities. Live in the community. Like I, I, yeah. that's one thing I'll say about uh, uh, Ronnie Jackson. His family. He's here. here. He's here a lot. He's here, and a lot of people. Say, well, he just moved here. Okay, that's fine. I completely understand that critique. We voted him in. Let's see how he's doing. He's fucking everywhere. He's here. He's talking to people. He is doing his best, it seems, to represent this area. He's and his family lives here, and he comes back frequently. And his his wife um, is very visible. Like if you go to like political events, even if if he's busy in Washington, his wife is often very visible and accessible to the people. I mean, she doesn't advertise herself, but she's there. And if you yeah. know who to look yeah. for, you'll find her. Yeah. And his he's very active. I'm I'm really really happy with that. Yeah. I think it's great. And he's in he's not just in Amarillo. I mean, you can see him and he was in Hutchinson County the other day. He's been all over the district and he did not have to choose to live in the district. By law, your representative has to live in the state, but they do not have to live in the district. Yeah. That's just a tradition. Like AOC doesn't even live in the district that she represents and people were mad about that when it came up, but it's like it's not the law. Yeah. She's another person that she's just I I, I will say this. I like her. Cause I like she, her because she's spunky. She's spunky. I like her conviction. Mm-hmm. She 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 will fight tooth and nail for what she believes in. It may be completely different than what I believe in, but she seems like the type of person that if you sat down with her, you could actually achieve something because if you could get her on a little bit of your side, she'd fight till the death. I like leftists. I'd, I'd identify her and Bernie Sanders and a few others as an actual leftist or like a social, yeah. so the so the social democrats. I'm, I may be getting that or democratic socialists. I like those people better than liberals and democrats because yeah. those leftists do not lie about what they believe no. in. They will no. stand up and they will they will puff their chest out and fight tooth and nail, mm-hmm. like you said, for what they think is right, even if we don't like it. You can at least respect an opponent that way. Yeah, I can't respect a Schiff or a Pelosi, the people that just are up there and they just spout. 
bullshit after bullshit just to get their five minutes every every ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't. I'd love to hear you guys talk about politics because that is a, a subject that I am not well-versed in, but it is important. We should probably find something more exciting to talk about before people start turning us off. <laughs> All right, so here, here's what we're going to do then. We're going to go to our famous... Uh, segment of fuck Mary kill. Let's do it. Oh, let's let's right. end it with that. Uh, we're gonna. Oh shit. Okay, so we're gonna end it with fuck Mary kill, and I'm gonna throw these three. And they're different bands. Uh, we're gonna do music, and it's going to um, it's going to be random as fuck because I didn't plan on it. I'm just I'm just pulling this up from here. So let's go. Uh, Motley Crue. Okay. Metallica. Led Zeppelin. I'm gonna piss a lot of people off with mine. All right, that's pretty good. I yeah, like it. I like yeah, it. yeah. I gotta write those down, or else I'm not gonna remember them. Good way to end it, right here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very anxious to to hear what you're saying now because since you're saying you're gonna you're gonna piss a lot of people off, depends on the age group. I, I would say fuck Motley Crue, marry Metallica, kill Zeppelin. Oh man. And the and the reasoning, if anybody wants to know, is um, well, you it, pissed who is me it? off, God Jimmy damn Page it. and Robert Plant. Which one is the singer? Jimmy Page. I cannot stand his voice. That's all it is. That's they, all they, it is? They, they have some amazing songs, but I cannot stand his vocals. It's, it's just too, I don't know what it is, too high-pitched, too for me. Yeah, I can see that. It's thematic. Thematic. Now, like, the like, immigrant like song, Scott Stapp. Immigrant Song and Cashmere are fucking amazing, but I if it's not those two, I, I can't with Led Zeppelin. Okay. I just can't get into his voice. All right. I feel like his voice fits the times. Oh, yeah, it does. And it's not even a statement about against his talent. It's like I hate the Beatles for the same reason. Like I'm, I'm not saying they're bad. I just think I just their sound just I don't like it. Right. Okay. So say it again. I say fuck Motley Crue, marry Metallica, kills that one. All right. I'm uh, I'm gonna cut in front of you because I, I agree with you that I'm gonna marry Metallica. Um, it's never a bad song, and they're they're Metallica S and M. Mm-hmm. Or strings of music, whatever that was. Hey, I enjoyed Symphony S&M. Th- yeah, Symphony. That that was one of the best albums I'm, ever. I'm just gonna pretend Saint Anger doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried my Anger. best to get into that album. I just I couldn't. It's it, Lars is like, I found these garbage cans. Let me bang <laughs> on them and see how it sounds. It Don't was, listen to that. Don't listen to that on the internet. You're you right. have to give me the money. Don't do it. Don't buy my shit. Don't Napster. steal my shit from Napster. Napster. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Motley Crue because if I fuck it, I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a disease. Um, well, it depends on if you're getting to Tommy Lee or one of the other ones. I'm not. I think it's yeah. a disease no matter what. Uh, and then Zeppelin, Zeppelin, I'll have to I'll have to fuck. Um, because if I'm gonna listen to Zeppelin, it'd be one last time. Um, yeah, James. Mine, ironically, is identical to yours. I'd have to marry Metallica. It's probably my favorite band of all time. Um, I'd have to kill Motley Crue because Motley Crue. I mean, they have some good music. They have they they have you know a handful of hits, mm-hmm. but the hairband era, I'm just not into. I'm I never got into that hairband era. Did you? Oh yeah, hell yeah. I had a Monster Ballads fucking CD, man, and Monsters of Rock. I love that shit. I, it, when I was a kid, it was kid, just really superficial like, to me. The Scorpions and yeah. who was the who was the other one? I mean, Motley White Crue, Snake. But yeah, White Snake White was. Snake. There was a few of them when I was into, but I was born in '84, and my dad, like, I grew up with my dad and classic rock and whatever was on that station. So, yeah. I'm gonna have to fuck uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, 
I like Zeppelin. You know what a good not 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 fucking or anything like that. A good album that's also a good soundtrack is Pirate Radio. Hmm. Look it up. It's it, it's 60s rock, but it's it's a it's a damn it's a damn good album. There's a It's album. A, like a compilation of Yeah, it's a well, it's a movie. Pirate Radio is a movie oh, that it takes is. place about uh it takes place it's it's a mockumentary. I don't know what you would call it. It's based on true events. Uh and there's this um this rock boat in the sixties that's off of, um, English, uh, Atlantic ocean or something like that. And they're broadcasting music and it's illegal music cause it's against what the Brit- British are wanting to hear, but it's like rock and roll. And it's just, it's just a great fucking movie. Um, I have to yeah. check it out. If y'all like Zeppelin, um, there's a newer, I don't know how new, but there, I, it came up in my YouTube recommendations and one of my coworkers was really into it. Greta Van Fleet sounds like it could be a modern Led Zeppelin. So if you're into that, you might like it. Okay. I'll try And I, I, it's the name of the band. It's it's not a person. I'm not sure. It, it sounds like a but it sounds, it's, like, yeah, a, it sounds like a person. Greta it sounds Van like Fleet a, is a, it sounds like a modern. But it, it sounds like a badass name for a band. Activist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was like that it. Greta Van Thun- Thunderbird? Yeah, I, and I don't know what the time frame between Thunberg and and Thunberg. Grant, Greta Van Fleet is, but it, it popped up in my YouTube, and I was I I didn't realize it because my buddy had told me about it. He's like, "What the fuck? I don't want Led Zeppelin." And I looked down at Greta Van Fleet, like, "Wow, okay, he wasn't lying. This oh, sounds wow. like Zeppelin." Because I use YouTube Music, and sometimes it recommends some good shit, and sometimes yeah. it's like, I don't know. Well, who's smoking what down there? Sometimes it pulls up Petey Pablo. Petey yeah, Pablo. nothing wrong with Petey Pablo. <laughs> North Who Carolina. Petey Pablo, motherfucker. <laughs> he was, he was that was pro- a badass. That he was, was basically a one-hit wonder. Nah, he no, had some good, he had some he good had, songs. He had, he had a few. Uh, Freak a Leak. Uh, Freak a Leak. You know, you know he was on the Need Freak-a-leak for Speed Underground funny. soundtrack. With, yeah. He did yeah. like his own Need for Speed song that was pretty good. Yeah, But yeah, um, uh North Carolina. That was man, that yeah. was just good. That was good. Early two thousands. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't clean. No, no, not but, clean. But at it all. was. No. It was. It was good. And like the the ad the uh, invention of like chopped and screwed. Mm. That you know, man, that was just good, clean, innocent shit. At least now, the cash money compared to now. Cash money records. Cash man. money records. They well, had some good a, stuff. Like Juvenile. You think about it. I think thinking about music now, and I know you, we need to probably get done here. Uh, People made a listen. big stink about WAP. Right, <laughs> singing about her, her WAP. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. guess I could say it. I mean, I've said worse things than "wet ass pussy" on here, but anyway, if you think about it, like going back to Freak Leak with Petey Pablo, like that song is fucking filthy. It is. There is really nothing that Petey Pablo says in that song that is that is any worse or better than what Cardi B says in her song. Exactly. So it's like there's a double standard because right. she's female. So it's like, who gives a shit? If you like the music and you like the music, if it offends you, fucking turn it off. Turn it off. Right. Don't try to ban it. Like ludicrous. Uh, What's my fantasy? What's your fantasy? I didn't even that, hear that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that song is filthy, and it's probably you've, worse than you've WAP. You've heard it. It's I'm the going to check that out. Backseat windows up. Oh, That's yeah. I'm going to check that out. Up. I'm going to check What's that out fantasy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there, there were some raunchy ones that came out when we were... It's like it's a three six mafia slob on my knob. Yeah, it's a huge double standard. It's just ridiculous. People are offended for such stupid reasons. And then thinking about, I mean, there's a lot more you could get into, like using like the power to ban things. So like the s- states are trying to ban critical race theory. And I don't want to go oh, down that gosh. rabbit hole on what critical race theory is. <sighs> but I will tell those, those Republican folks that want to ban critical race theory that 
that you, as I said at the beginning of the show, you can't kill an idea. And the more you outlaw it, the more appeal that it's going to have for a certain segment of the population. Mm -hmm. So in order to defeat this idea, if you're truly opposed to it, the right side or the Republican side or whoever, the conservatives need to come up with an alternative and they need to defeat it with words and ideas rather than using the administrative power of the state to ban it. Exactly. It doesn't matter what it is. The state should not be in the, they shouldn't ban shit. No, the state you, should not tell you what you can and cannot do, learn, whatever. It's defeat the idea with other ideas yes. rather than just saying no because I said so, fuck you. That just It yeah. just creates more conflict and it creates more of a lure for more people to want to look at it. And right? the sad thing is, is that if you have been around a child aged 5 to 25, you should know by now if you tell someone not to do something, they're going to fucking do it. They're going to rebel and do it anyway. Yes. Especially in Texas. Yeah, Texas so like, is the fuck you state. You tell them to do something, they're going to go fuck you. And if they want to do it, they'll do it. Yeah, they, they really they really need If they want to ban it, okay, I, I get it. But you got to come up with, like, what's your rebuttal to it? Yeah. it? Because otherwise it just looks like you're... you're it's just the saying that you cut somebody's tongue out, you're afraid of what they have to say. Yeah. You have to defeat the ideas with your own ideas. Mm-hmm. Very well put. And on that... We're going to end this historic episode 54. Make sure you join us next week. We're going to have a special guest. Uh, It's Jason. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll be around a lot more. So if you're... Yes, please come back. I'll try not to talk so monotonal. I'm not used to talking into a microphone. Is it weird no, that you hear yourself? No, it's great, man. No, it's actually really not because there's not a not a lot of delay. Like I was Twitch streaming and I could hear a delay. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you have a great radio voice. Well, thank you. You do. It's good. But yeah, I'll come back and you'll hear that's me. That's weird because that's what you told me. That's kind of you do have a good. Hey, voice. It kind of feels like he's like says he's re- that to, he sells it to everybody. He's using his compliments. Hey, there's a song on the radio about that. Is that pops? Not compliments that pop star Olivia Rodrigo. I was listening to her today because she's got some cool stuff, and she has a song where she's talking about how her ex boyfriend like reuses all of his shit with a new girl. It's just kind of interesting. Like you reuse your compliments. What's going on here? Yeah. Hey, that's oh man. At least he didn't say, "Hey man, you've got a face for radio." I've been told that before. Fuck. No, even Joseph like had said he, he listened to the podcast with yeah. Jason on it last. And yeah, our like, buddy yeah. Joseph, when it, uh, he's, 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 a, a fan. he's got a little man crush on you. It's cute. All right. <laughs> with your voice. Well, it's cool. He's I'll just take it. Buckle down. I'll knees. do more Alex Jones impersonations. The Ring of the Frogs game. That'll be all great. Right. But Jason, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you all for yes, having me. Thank you guys for listening.